And welcome back to another episode of The Conspiracy Skeptic. I'm your conspiracy skeptic, Carl Mamer, uh, with me today. This is the, uh, I, I think I'm doing a trilogy of uh, Canadians. So uh, you are the uh, you are you are the two towers of uh, the Canadian trilogy. So uh, uh, Antoine, and no Antoine uh, Del, Del, Del Bast. You got that right, Carl. How are you? Good, good. I, no, I know. I know what I learned from uh, from French is that you were actually in Quebec, so you are kind of bilingual. You, uh, but uh, yeah, sometimes in French you, you usually don't pronounce the last consonant. You you actually pronounced it in a very accurate and impressive way i have to say oh, okay, okay actually it is del bast uh, i would say in french del bast, huh? del bast. Oh, baguette. Okay. Uh, but actually <laughs> the way you said it del bast uh, del, del bast is exactly how i pronounce it uh when i speak uh in french and yes i am both french and a canadian Right. And yeah, I think I'm your third Canadian neuro. I've listened to um at least one of those, and let's hope I can uh I, I can you know make Canadiana and uh, Quebec uh, proud here with my presence, right? Oh, super. Okay, thank you. Yeah, and uh, right, yeah, yeah. So uh, you are in Quebec? Are you in, in Montreal, Montreal area? Yes, definitely. I'm. I used to be a Montreal guy. Now I've moved on the South Shore. Oh yeah, okay. Okay, I know that in uh, in uh, Ottawa and Toronto you have those equivalents sort north shore, uh, sort south yeah, shore, yeah. north shore, you know, like the rap kind of thing, east coast, west coast. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. the south. I'm the <laughs> south shore. I'm in the south shore of Montreal. I used to be in Montreal. I actually moved recently for uh let's see uh let's call them um uh, owner for for um for very uh, practical reasons. Um, basically, a lot of people had to move, and it's it's a tradition in uh, in Montreal and in Quebec that we move very often. Right, yes, yeah. And isn't isn't July July four? Is that kind it, of the, yeah the traditional moving day, right? Or July one? Sorry, July one. It's July first, right, which right, yeah. is the regular Canada day. Right, yes, yes, exactly. And we all find it a little bit ironic as Quebecers. Uh some of us separatist that we take uh, we take this Canada day as our official moving day yes yes exactly yeah, I, love, <laughs> I love that now uh when uh when uh you know in, in uh Lisa Ontario when you when you your friends come over and help you move you buy them beer and pizza is that oh, the same like in Quebec? yeah yeah beer and pizza yeah basically basically okay. doesn't mean we we doesn't mean we don't celebrate uh, Canada Day, but um, we're, we're a little bit more indifferent. We have our we yeah. have our twenty uh, fourth of June, yeah, yeah, which we do call the uh, the national holiday. Right, yeah. Uh, so basically, that 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 gives us like two national, let's call it pride. Oh yeah, okay. holiday. Okay. Now, now, when I was living in Quebec, it was uh, Saint Jean Baptiste Day. It was more. I think I think they might have sort of changed it a bit in in the since the the late seventies. Oh, sorry, I, I, I've lost your. Oh, you've sorry, you've muted yourself. Oh, wait. 
See the curse of the computer technician. Okay. okay yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So when I was when I was living in uh, mm-hmm. when I was living in uh, Montreal back in the seventies, we called it uh, wow. Saint Jean Baptiste Day. But I think they might have they might have changed the name, or maybe because I went to English, so they were just going to call it Saint Jean Baptiste Day versus uh, you know National Day or whatever. Well, actually, you you also did pronounce it uh, pretty well, Carl. We say Saint Jean Baptiste. The last E, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's still the Saint Jean Baptiste. Okay, it's still it's still that. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. And my, people uh... would people would go and get drunk and doing all kind of stuff, which they don't want necessarily do on on the first <laughs> of July because it's moving day. Okay, you don't right, go yeah. around <laughs> drive those big cube trucks drunk. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my um, uh, my the, my daughter might be going to a. Uh, uh, Catholic school, so down the street. Uh, everyone here calls it no, Notre Dame, but I, yeah. I, I, I gotta yeah. call it no, Notre Dame. You know, Nuts. yeah, <laughs> yes. of course, yeah, of course. Well, <laughs> I, I, so we're 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 talking kind of like you know how French Canadian here. I, I exactly, gotta, yeah. I gotta exactly. apologize it, to my listeners. This but... is Canadian. This is Canadian uh, inside uh, in, yeah. inside banter. Like yeah. this is like hockey talk for uh, for. Uh, for linguist nerds, yeah. When when I was living in uh, in Seattle, um, my cell phone carrier was was Verizon. Yeah. Was okay, Verizon. Verizon? No, Verizon. Right. Yeah. And uh, but I'd never seen that word before when I was living in Canada. Mm-hmm. So so you know, yeah. I I call up their technical support and yeah. uh, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm with I'm with a you know Verizon. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and and I'm like, and I keep calling it Verizon. Yeah. And uh and then and this woman is like has this brilliant, you know, what to me sounds like a southern accent. And mm-hmm. she's like, So I just gotta stop you there for one moment. The company's called Verizon, not Verizon. Oh my god. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm from Canada. I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> so, well, you, you do say you do say Videotron, which is a big it's a big carrier here. Yeah, yeah. Uh well we say Videotron. Videotron. And if you went around here saying Videotron, which which we also say, um, it's a little bit more awkward. Videotron has this big, you know, fat uh, French uh, ringing to it. Good. Okay. All right. Yeah. But yeah, but ultimately, we're out here just to sort of roll our R's. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you were kind of a longtime Facebook friend, and I guess you've been yeah. listening to the podcast for a while? Of course, or? You, you, I'm definitely a long-time listener, Carl, and a uh, first-time caller. First-time first caller. And I, I, I used to, but I still love your podcast a lot. I was a regular listener. Uh, it did, and I, I, I remember liking it a lot. And it was part of my, how can I say that, regular regiment of skeptic uh, podcasts. Right, so yeah. basically, I, and I even thought about this. We 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 chatted a bit, of course, on Facebook. Uh, you've been a technical writer, me too. We've discussed right. this a little bit. Yeah. Maybe you remember that. Yeah. And you know, I've thought about uh, the relationship of a listener to to uh, to a podcaster. Right. It's like it's like I'm a friend. I was a friend with you even before you knew me. <laughs> Because right, right. that's how it is, you know. You you have listeners, and this is like an asymmetrical relation, if you know what I mean. You yeah, have a yes, lot of absolutely. listeners, 
and a lot of and the portion of which you have some interaction uh, with. And so for me, I, I remember your podcast, your voice, your 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 guest, of course. Whereas you have a lot, a lot of people around in the skeptical area. So basically, yeah, for me, you were a friend to me, even though oh, you, you knew me. Yeah, on the face uh, Facebooks. Yeah, well, well, since we're both Canadian, we it's it's like we we share a little bit of of a shared understanding of the world. I don't right. know if you would agree as Canadian, as, especially as like progressive leftist. Right. Atheist Canadian, so right. it's it, it's like we start on a tacit agreement right, yes, on yes. maybe maybe ninety percent of subject. Yeah, exactly. As I, as I like to say that you know we've, I mean, we've got the same range of kind of political opinions in exactly. Canada, but we we tend to shave the crazy ends off a little bit more. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, that can all that can all change in the next couple of years, but uh, you know, and maybe yeah. this, and maybe it is changing, but uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's like I always say, you know, Canada can be America, Canada can be your escape hatch to sanity, but just you will find the crazy here, but it's just it, we we shave the ends off just a little bit more, but I think the crazies here are are more inhibited. They're not letting their freak flag fly as openly, I think, as in the United States. And and we probably have less of them. That's true. I think, yeah. I mean, it definitely is. um, Like, I always sort of say, like, like, I mean, you know, our current prime minister, Trudeau. Yeah. Is he, I don't know what religion is. I don't know who his pastor is. You know, like, like, Almost anybody running for yeah. major political office, they're not, they're not like, there's no photo opportunity of them coming out of their church and they're standing there with their spiritual advisor. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like even, even Harper, who was, I yeah. mean, you know, I think he was fundamentalist, but he, he was a kind of a religious guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, but honestly, his position were, were more like reactionary, you yeah. know, of course. Some of the things that we consider anti-freedom is rooted, is kind of rooted in religion, unfortunately. Yeah. So, but, but basically, the people here are, they're religious for sure, if we go with the stats, okay? Yeah, yeah. But they're not making a big fuss about it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, you keep huh? it, you know, yeah. you just see it. I mean, I, behind closed doors, I never have to worry about work. Someone's going to be like, you know, praise Jesus. You know? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm aware that Jagmin Singh is yeah. sick. Right. Yeah. However, it's hard to, it's is, hard to not notice. It's, it's hard to not notice. And yeah, it's yeah. basically not a real super big factor, yeah, yeah. especially when you consider our leftist ears. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's my. That's my. That's just my. My vision. My. 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 My position uh, on this. You know. But yeah. if we were to be perfectly honest, I don't really care for his religiosity. Yeah. Doesn't. You know. It doesn't touch me. Does it? It's kind of a little bit of, a, of an odd thing. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's if it's not influence, influencing policy position, yeah. you know, because. 
basically having an ostent and let's go, let's not go let's not go into ostentatious signs okay you right. may be aware of that debate right it's basically a little bit of a bragging you know i have this clothing i have this thing this represents my religion <laughs> but if it's just that i mean i'm i'm happy to ignore it let's yeah. just say that yeah all right. So I wanted to have you on kind of, I mean, there's three, three things I wanted to kind of talk to you about is, is one, um, uh, yeah, you mentioned at the top, you're kind of atheist, but you are a, what we call a secular celebrate. You do weddings. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, and then you, you yourself is kind of, you've had a bit of a journey, like a conversion process from, I did. from kind of maybe conspiracy kind of woo, like, like a lot of yeah, us. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we'll, I want to talk about your con- conversion and then, uh, yeah. and then, uh, UFOs want to sort of jump a bit into UFOs hot topic these days. So yeah, my pleasure. But, yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. So I mean, how did you land this gig? Like, so like you can you can marry people. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um. It's well, I have these two best friends. Okay. okay. Uh. Well, they're in love, and I don't have to okay. tell you uh, what happens when two people uh, yeah. are in love. Okay. <laughs> Eventually, and that's their decision. Some of them want to get married. And and we're all, well, we're we're basically all atheists. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's more of an, I was, I was named and I was chosen to be the secular, cause, so, so my friend William, her uh, wife, (laughs) that's a weird thing to say, Audrey, okay, they wanted to be duly married in the eye of the state. Yeah. Um, of course, this wasn't going to be religious. <laughs> so someone needs to uh, be named as what's called a secular celebrant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in French, we say, uh, celebrant désigné d'un jour. So technically, that means one day authorized secular Celebrant. Okay. 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 It's not, it's so, it's, 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 um, it is non religious. Right. It is, it is the the portion that a judge and a notary Mm -hmm. would fill in, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically, that means you need to be authorized by the states Mm -hmm. and follow while you, it's basically a lot of paperwork. The only very important condition (laughs) is that you can't be a criminal. Okay, no no criminal record. Okay, (laughs) and and they do check. They do check card. Okay, (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so you can't be a felon or any kind of criminal. So technically, I think a lot of freeze couldn't do it uh, once this has been established. But no, to qualify, um, you you have to not have a criminal file. You you give the oaths to the people at, yeah. at the wedding. You make them sign forms, okay? okay? And and you have to know that. Well, you probably know this, but in a wedding, none of that verbal stuff counts. But, for yes, example, yes. for example, um, pretty much in a, in a traditional wedding, what <laughs> happens at church doesn't doesn't count at all. Yeah. This is like dressing. On, on the ceremony, okay? What counts is when uh, people used to go to the judge and sign 
afterwards. Yes, yes. Right? Okay. So basically, you make them sign the form. A lot of them, there's many forms. Honestly, it's a, it's, a, it's kind of a bit of an of, a, of an asshole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you send you send them uh, you with you very you you have to do a little bit of a process where you verify that your uh, the people that you're wedding are in fact celibates. Okay. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> These kind of things. Um, you, 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 it, the verification are on you, mm-hmm. and you can actually be audited. Mm, okay. So that means at some point the state could come in and verify, okay. and and this has to be a real marriage. Yeah. So you can't marry people for like we used to say in the uh, back in the days uh, for the loans for the pre box. Okay. So I mean, people used to get married. Um. Formally, but uh, kind of as, as of a legal ploy. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. But you, I'm guessing you could do that, but it's a lot of paperwork and it's mm-hmm. a lot of things to verify. It, it would be kind of a, it's, 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 it's complicated. So, mm-hmm. so you have to, you have to prove that you're, uh, you're able to marry people. You have to be named by the state as a yeah. celebrant. You have to make everyone sign a lot of forms, mm-hmm. send back, uh, identity pieces. Okay. Um, and honestly, I could renew my permits. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's only valid for a short period. Right. Okay. Okay. So let's say I, I did this as a, as a friend of the family. Right. Okay. Right. To fill in the role of uh, of the priest of the of the priest who goes around bossing the 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 the, the future marries around, telling right. them all <laughs> kind of stuff yeah, about yeah. their supposed married life. Well, I wasn't yeah. there for it for right. this, but I did. <laughs> I I actually did do a liturgical life yeah. speech. Okay. Okay. Where I did kind of rag on religion. <laughs> and I, I did throw a Bible behind my back at some point also as a kind of a practical joke, you know, kind of a little thing like that. I, 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 I had my little fun, let's say. Okay. okay. But it was all, but now fine. It was all pretty fun. Right. <laughs> but I could redo it. And honestly, what could, could be a future sideline. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there's, well, there's some business in the, mar- oh, the marriage yeah. uh, business, right? Oh Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, my sort of two points would be, I mean, when my wife and I got married, we went, yeah. you know, we got, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're both sort of non-believers and, and, uh, yes. but of, of course, you know, our, our family, many people in our family are, yes. you know, mm-hmm. we would come from kind of Catholic backgrounds and, and, uh, right. so, you know, so we, we had to kind of walk a very fine line and I'm not one of yes. those like, you know, like hardcore atheists or something. I'm like, you know, yeah. I'll go to like. <laughs> Weddings and funerals and with Carl, this, Carl, yeah. what's an hardcore atheist? You're an atheist or you're not an atheist. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, but you're an atheist. Yeah. But but you know, so yeah, I know we, what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Exactly. Anyway. We had to kind of walk a bit of a fine line and find yeah. someone who's but you know, we also let her know that we're not believers. So just yeah. you know, you know, keep the God talk on the DL, but you know, yeah. Make it make, make I, it convincing. I, well, actually, in the my my speech and my ceremony, I didn't go out of my way to uh, insult anyone's faith yeah, or belief. Yeah, okay, yeah. the point is to for everyone to be happy, but at the same time, this was definitely a non-religious secular ceremony. Okay, 
and religion, politics. These are all the sub- subjects that mm-hmm. honestly we can make fun of. Yeah. And no one wants a boring thing with a guy in front. No, but I was gonna say, you know, the other point is that, that, um, y- you don't, and this is, this is the really, people have really got to take marriage on their brass tacks. It is for the price of a wedding license. Yes. It is yes. a whole parcel of legal, you know, rights, responsibilities, next of kin. It, you know, like, yep. like if you had to go as, you know, like, like, you know, a couple and then go to a lawyer and have these things crossed yes. out. The lawyer yes. would be charging you thousands of dollars, right? And and yes. some of them may not even stick, right? Like, you know, yes. And yes. even even common law, it's like it's like look, once uh, you have kids and a house, you can be common because one of my friends, he kind yeah. of broke up with his common law wife and, and mm-hmm. the lawyer and it, she owned the house and the lawyer is yeah. like, you know, actually if you were a tenant there, you'd have more rights. But no, she wants you out. You gotta leave. <laughs> so, so, yeah. This is a little bit different in Quebec, I think. Okay. Uh, but basically, uh, you, you're right and you're correct. And also, as a secular celebrant, I will call the, uh, the director of uh, civil directorate, something like this. So I'm gonna call the government to do the follow up. Yeah. Okay. Make sure everything is in order. And also, once that is done, they um, the, uh, the wedded can order the marriage certificate. Right. There is even kind. It's kind of like a diploma. I don't know what it is. It's it's yeah. a certificate proving. And this this, this has a lot of uh, of implications. Okay. Uh, in the rest of Canada, there is this common law thing. In Quebec, mm. I'm not sure. But it, it used to be harder. It used to be that, or maybe the inverse, but if you're not strictly wedded, mm-hmm. I think in Quebec, it's automatic. Um, futures earning and, and, and possession okay. would be specific 50-50. Okay. I think it's automatic here and the rest okay. of Canada. You, you could, if you weren't married, basically after, let's say, a whole life, of being with a partner mm-hmm. and splitting, n- not get um, yeah. a fair yeah. share. If yeah. you're not married, yeah. Yeah. that's what's important. Well, yeah. it can be. Yeah. No, I, I meant. I mean, I, I'm going to make an assumption here. Probably like, yeah. like, like, like me. You know, sort of, kind of a you know a French Catholic stock or you know from quebec quebecois uh yes. you know you, you, you probably come from french catholic you know a background right you know I do. You, you know i and, uh, i'm yeah. my my situation is a little bit different okay my my father being a frenchman okay. from france so that means i'm even frencher <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you, you, you make pure lay look <laughs> yeah well i'm 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 personally like Alf Purelam, like you yeah, say, yeah. <laughs> my mom, my mom, my my mother is a real Quebecer. You can yeah, say yeah. my father is a real uh, French person from oh, France. Okay. Wow, very nice. Uh, yeah, he's a Frenchman. Uh, so that that kind of makes me. I've always lived in Quebec. I nice. don't really associate myself with France, even though they're even more secular. Right. So here's the thing on the on the Quebec side of my family. It's pretty atheist oh, okay. uh, since this, let's say this, well, 
because most of my extended family is actually atheist, but my grandmother was a practicing Catholic okay, right. for a long time. Okay, and my uh, my grandfather uh, on the mother uh, on the mother side actually once uh, uh, sat me beside him and said to me, "Look, Antoine, I- I'd like to explore with you um, these great writings," and he took out a Plato book. He took out a Bible. Right. It, he took out a scientific paper. Okay. And right. it said, I want, I'd like you to look at all of those. Right. Huh? Which was interesting because, uh, because they were Christians. Right. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's weird. Cause if you, if you were like, I'm not growing up in Quebec, you went to Quebec, right. You would, um, I, I mean, there's, there's signs of, you know, uh, Catholicism everywhere. I mean, the street, oh, everyone. And, oh, yeah. And oh yeah, churches and 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 yeah. and and. It, it, but there's there's also this yeah this very, this this very secular core to their to e- even even entire religious. Yeah, yeah, all entire religious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what they yes. called was it the, the Quiet Revolution? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the Revolution Tranquille. Yeah. So the, so and uh, uh, this is this is a very this is a very strong. <laughs> it sounds better part. in French. <laughs> well, we say la, la, la révolution tranquille. Okay. <laughs> so yes, yes, it is. It yeah. is. It's a very big part of of a, of a Quebecois identity. Yeah, it's kind of that that the, the Catholic Church was very much in charge at the of, yes, beginning of the twentieth century, and then kind of throwing yeah, off yeah. the the yoke yeah. of the Catholic Church and making it purposely secular and going out of their way to make it very secular. But I yeah. think people were as as a people and as a society very frustrated by um honestly at this point centuries <laughs> of oppression. There's no real other word. You know, the 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 the, uh, the control of the local priest, the curé, yeah. okay, which was basically like a mayor and a he uh, a, 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 was the authority figure of yeah. of the town, right? Well, well yeah, there was like, there were there were some small towns, right? If you know, if the priest did not agree who was elected mayor, you know, and he didn't rubber stamp it, that guy wasn't mayor, or that woman wasn't mayor. <laughs> it was the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church through its um, its priests was very involved in people involved in people's life yeah. in the details of their family especially at, at the point where uh where the uh, the colonists mm-hmm. okay were expected to have super big families right back in uh, in the french yeah, yeah. uh you know in the french colonization and this this left kind of a collective um shock i would say because this was very very ingrained in our institutions of society be it hospitals be it um institution of learnings also and politics there were there there were scandals and and what what is what is the french word for hospital hospital oh you call you call we call we call we call call hotel Hotel du well yeah well no hotel is a hostel so hotel dieu of course hotel dieu basically mean the hostel of god so okay. god's motel we could we could call it that oh, okay oh interesting you call it hôpital because I, I always learned hôpital, that uh, we do yeah, yeah hotel hotel du was the uh, french for uh 
but, but I'm, I'm, now that may be more Ontario venture. Oh, well, you know what? Because Hotel Dieu is the name of a specific hospital that's okay. very big. Okay. Yeah. It's the name of an, um, uh, it's, a univer- it's a university health okay. center. It's a big, okay. big. So r- right now we've changed for even bigger, uh, more sick. So it, this has all been a fusion. We, we now have super big um, university right. health centers. Right. We still call them hospitals, but but they're, they're, they, this is a whole nother level. Okay, all right. So, so, so you, you then kind of grew up kind of secular. And, and did, you, you, did you kind of, I mean, was your rebellion then kind of dipping into the, the conspiracy? Actually, this, this is where it's fun. Okay. Um, well, I'm sure you remember that back in, back in the, I was, uh, I'm, I was born in, in the 80s. So okay. let's say back in the 90s. Right, conspiracies weren't that big of a way of life. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm not exactly calling it conspiracies. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it being a paranormal enthusiast. <laughs> okay, because uh, because is the thing paranormal uh, stuff, which is the equivalent of uh, spiritualism, but it it, it includes stuff. That can are actually related to reality. So right. paranormal means it could basically be real or normal if you looked a little bit askance at it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. For example, um, I think you. Uh, well, okay. So clairvoyance and tarots. Okay. So like uh, those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Basically, they may be a little they, they 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 could be real in some sense if the world worked differently, but they're not exactly as out there as full on religion mm-hmm. or gods or gods or spirits. You know what I mean? Right. Even spirits are a little bit plausible. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So what? And let's say the this was when I was really young. And this was entwined with the imagination of a child. <laughs> okay. People back in the days used to delight in um, supernatural stuff, uh, crystal balls, readings, <laughs> dream interpretations, weird meditations, shamanic words. Pe- people back in the days used to think that uh, taking uh, Drugs or plants could bring you with uh, uh, closer to spirits, which is straight up shamanism, which is a kind of religion you could say, and which it's paranormal. It's mm-hmm. it's I've come I've come to not believe in it, but it it wasn't appealing stuff for for a child for for a, a teenage guy and for a um, for a curious person in the nineties. And and UFOs, well, UFOs. I'll talk about it a little bit. I I'm I was eventually disillusioned of it. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and I basically unconvinced myself of it. If we could mm-hmm. we, we could um, say say it this way, but they were pretty pretty big in the nineties and still now. Yeah, yeah. 
and they're paranormal, meaning they're not exactly completely impossible, mm-hmm. right? They're they're fun. They're 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 fun. They're a fun paranormal thing that we used to think would be cool. Okay, yeah, and it did. It, uh, I personally believe that UFO enthusiasts are a kind of believers. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it, it is true that they want to believe. It does fill this, the belief all in our hearts that maybe you and me as septic now, we don't have that much, but it, it, it does fill, fill that for people. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a romantic, it's an exciting science fiction concept. Yeah. Which I I was pretty much into. It was fun. You had this. You had the, these um, uh, this big readers digest book of the mysterious, for example. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it would it would it would speak about that. Uh, in the nineties, you could go to the public library. Yeah, yeah. And take out books about this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we would uh we would like puzzle over these grainy pictures. <laughs> and it, it, it and let our imagination uh, fly freely regarding this. Of course, um, and and also the budding internet, like news yeah. groups, like um, those kind of forums. Okay, yeah. don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. And some so, and and so news group and um, mailing groups. Okay. Yeah, yeah, basically a kind of uh, Bolton yes. that you would receive. Yeah, the okay? ma- ma- mail list. Yeah, yeah, uh, mailing list. They still kind of exist today, but I'm, I'm, well, yeah. I'm sure they exist. And and, yeah, yeah. and and there was there was a specific one that I remember that was called UFO Roundup. Okay, <laughs> and you would you would download this file. I would personally print them and then take them on the go and read them. There wasn't really internet as we know it. Well, as of course, I'm sure you know. Uh, so I'd print them. I would read them. I would uh, puzzle over them, you know. Right, right. Um, so it, it was just a, a a fun flight of fancy of the imagination. But, but people take that very seriously. Right. Right. So this brings me to the part where... I eventually came to realize by myself, being a younger guy, not a skeptic, I would say, let's say six to 12 years of age is when you're really more in the infancy, 11, okay? (laughs) 12, 16 to, let's say, 17 is when you secure more your knowledge, your worldview of the world, right? You try to puzzle things out by yourself. And you have to know also that this was before the skeptic era, right? right? Of course, rationalism did exist. Uh, It's just that you had to, well, you had to figure out stuff by yourself. You had to to look hard and... Look hard for a community, and and I mean, depending where you were, yeah. there might not be one, right? Yeah, yeah. and and well, I, 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 I would add too, when uh, uh, you know, 
you, you know, you're if you're like your your late teens, early twenties, you, you know, the the your community is probably what they call the old bearded men, right? Right. It was you know, it, it was like you know, eight guys who were like in their sixties. First of all, yes, and second of all, even adults believed in this stuff. That's the thing. <laughs> so it 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 was so and and even worse. Adults would affirm and confirm those, well, you can call them belief. Uh, you can call them, some of those is, is some of those are irrational, but adults, first of all, they don't want to stamp down too much on a child's belief. Okay. <laughs> they, they let him go free and believe. Yeah. But then when you come to be a, a teen or a young adult, Everyone believes wacky stuff. <laughs> they're not the ones. They're not the ones. The ones necessarily that that are gonna be the um. Uh, how can I say that? Uh, you're not gonna be able to bounce back rational ideas with them necessarily in our context. And that wasn't my context, yeah. unfortunately. There wasn't internet to go and type a subject and then <laughs> add skeptic. After yes, yeah. To puzzle it out, if yeah. you know what I mean. At, at a minimum, let alone like go out and you you find this whole community that you know online community that you, you can't find these people you know in your town. But now, no. yeah, with the internet, you can find them. You know, yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, so um, here is the here is the salient point uh, is where I basically put the um, UFO uh, belief. <laughs> on the table, okay, um, and here's how I puzzled it out. I would say by myself. <laughs> this uh, this follows um, this follows a logical, rational but informal process. I'll explain what I mean. Right. So I I uh, well, you know and and let me just add also that this was the the last. Paranormal belief I had. Okay. The other ones I had gotten rid of uh, before. Mm. Let's say probably in my 17 or 18 years. Okay. Let's say spiritism, for example. Okay. Right. I was over with that. Didn't, didn't mean a lot. I actually never was a theist as such. Mm -hmm. So, however, um, <laughs> of all the wacky ideas I've ever had. All right. Well, I've never believed in God. That was that was a stretch too far, and I have to I have to specify even less in Jesus, honestly. And you know, I'm in a Christian environment that never resonated or even sounded minimally plausible. Right, right. So, but but UFOs are a little bit plausible. Okay, they yes. have a they have a, a science component. Okay. Crafts exist. Mm -hmm. Planes exist. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the question, the whole question um, with this is, are the aliens visitations or not? Right? Right. And people want to believe that they are. That they are. That's the thing. Right. So um, in, in this pre-internet age, there was internet. It was, it was primitive. I did put out um, the pictures, you know, the videos. Mm -hmm. 
um, decided to uh, to sort it out, okay, to think about that. And in my imagination, I basically um, I I I put behind me, uh, I put in front of me the understood mundane explanations for UFOs. Okay. So here they are. Meteorological phenomenon. Right. The moon. Birds. Right. Planes. Insects. Planets. Fakes. Okay. And just generally blurry stuff that you can't really identify. Yeah. And at this point, I I dispatch each of the so there's there there's a lot of classic pictures classic case okay mm. um and there's a lot of stories right there's a lot of blurry video they're all blurry basically most of them <laughs> those, those that aren't blurry the, the, there's some famous UFO pictures that have been proven to be um you know those uh sync uh plugs you know. <laughs> um, that was uh, that were photographed from close. <laughs> they're, they're basically famous fakes. Um, so here I went. Ninety-eight percent of all of them could be fit into a very specific category. Okay. Yeah. If ninety-eight percent are basically explained and mundane. <laughs> What are the chances that the few ones that are left, okay, don't fit into one of those? The ones that are left are too um, incomplete, okay, Mm -hmm. or too open to interpretation to be classified in those known categories. Mm -hmm. So that that, that doesn't even mean that they're closer to being proof of alien visitation. That just means that they're closer to be real unknowns. But UFOs are basically unknowns. A UFO just means an unidentified things that you see and you fly. So I I did reduce the real amount of unidentified flying objects, which are not called, they're not being called UAPs. UAPs. Yeah, you a piece. Oh, right. So, okay, here was my reasoning at the time. And this kind of prompted the realization that there wasn't any there there. Yes, yes. If you know what I mean. Okay. Uh, And at this point, well, you know, uh, this was before I knew about Occam's Razor. It's a little bit of a homemade. Occam's razor. Yeah. Because this just means that since no other explanation is needed here, I'm not I am I'm I'm not going out of my way to um make an exception to this simple heuristic, yeah. which is logically if something has, is easily classified as known, these other must fit, fit, in, fit in somewhere. Okay? And at this point, this is where someone does abandon a belief. Right. 
And this belief for me, it, 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 it was kind of, it was a, a semi big thing because when a belief is something that is cherished for you, has some importance, uh, in your worldview. Mm-hmm. Okay. You do have a little bit of a feeling of loss. Yeah. Okay. And, but a feeling of loss, a, 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 a reasoning of ourselves. Right. It's basically what a a skeptic's process is. Yeah. In general, ain't it? Yeah. Exactly. And so well, so that 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 was that was how I figured it out in my young guy's head. And of course, after that, you and me know that there's a lot of other reasons to not believe in UFOs. Yeah. How how old were you at that point? I I would think it's about 22, 23, because wow. that was okay. it, that was at the start of the internet. Yeah. Okay. I was still, you know, because uh, the thing is, I wanted to believe. Yeah. And I would see those pictures. I would see. I would those UFO reports. And here's the thing: as a UFO believer, any evidence is interpreted and is is interpreted. In, in the mm-hmm. prism, okay, in the lens of that belief. Yeah. And when you start to think logically and skeptically about a thing, it completely disappears, okay? Yeah. And the evidence is not marshaled into some other grand, uh, in some, some other plan or ideology, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're a believer, every little thing, can be misinterpreted mm-hmm. to fill in your belief. That's what I mean. And honestly, after that, I went back to analyze mm-hmm. the great UFO cases, okay? How I felt about them back in the days and how we can see them after. Once you, uh, once you examine it in the prism of neutrality, right? right? So every little bit, for me, Rosewell is 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 the classic example. Right, yeah. Because the Rosewell, the Rosewell incident um, has all these little details mm-hmm. that that are basically explainable in an arbitrary way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There is a reason why all of this happened. However, they're all related to accidents and to historical kind of local mm-hmm. happenings. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, they kind of all look suspicious. And if you put them all together mm-hmm. into this grand telling, okay, yeah. it, it, it does look like a, it, it can look like a huge cover up. Yeah. Yeah. A conspiracy. Okay. And I've, I was listening to, uh, to um, our friend Pearl Mutter's um, uh, reflection on the subject. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And basically, here's how I see it. There's like, there's like the level one Pearl Mutter conspiracy, which is basically incompetence. Right. Okay. There isn't any malice. Yeah, yeah. These are just stuff that happens. Chaos. Yes, yeah. yes. But if you were to believe a true UFO believer, mm-hmm. That the government basically has contact with all kinds of alien races, yeah. as the ships, 
as the technology, okay? This is like a Perlmutter three-level conspiracy. Okay. So that means everyone has to be in on it. Yeah. Okay. And the conspiracy is at all level of the government. Yeah. Right. So this, so this is where the, the whole UFO conspiracy, it has to fall apart. Yeah. But it doesn't even stop at the national borders. You gotta, it can't. Yeah. It can't. You know, America, China, Russia, yeah. Japan. No, yeah. we're, we're just, everyone's all just, yeah. And these are enemies. So yeah. uh, they, they, they're not allies. So, well, and this, this of course applies to 9-11. If there were real proof of an inside job, there's no way Russia or, well, I'm not too sure, but or China wouldn't have made it known. It's impossible. That would undermine America. It, it would be known. Yeah. So I go, I go a little bit in the same sense as for uh, the, the, the UFO thing. If it were true, it would be a huge conspiracy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. It'd be very, very, very hard to. Yeah. Be, I mean, those sort of recent UFO hearings. Yeah. It's just, it, it's just more of the same. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, it just, uh, people just like hearing stories. Yeah. And, and repeating stories. And it's like no one ever puts their nickel down on a name. Yes. You know, General Wavell in 1958 wrote this paper and, you exactly. know, this, yeah. and you can get it. And if you go to the archives and pull yeah. it, you know, it's just like uh, uh, Hellier, what was it? Paul Hellier, our former yeah. defense mm-hmm. minister. Hellier, like, something like this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like he, a classic example. Like he was big in the, you know, whole disclosure. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, again, him, it was, it was just like, Oh, he was a Canadian defense minister. He must have really had the inside track. And it's like, yeah, he, he doesn't know anything. He didn't couldn't name names. He didn't have like <laughs> documents he could pull no. out of his file. And you know, like Ethan Trump packed boxes of crap when he left, right? You know, like, well, well, that that that's a very specific point. Trump can't shut up about anything. Yeah, he, he would have to. He would have. Exactly. He would have talked about it for sure. Yeah, exactly. He would have he that he'd have a box on the you know the Roswell UFO. He diagram. would be going on about huge UFOs. <laughs> exactly. And, Showing you know, Australian billionaires pictures. And, and, of course. Yeah, you know, we have the best UFOs, huge UFOs. That would be ridiculous. And at this point, you know, it's it's a little embarrassing because if you're still a believer <laughs> in these days, this old disclosure is the thing that it's always coming, right? Yes, yes. It's always, you know, it's, uh, oh, yeah, so, so uh, June 12th, disclosure <laughs> project, okay? Exactly. It's going to be big. And yeah. honestly... Something's coming next year. You know what's funny? People do come to speak to me on Facebook, okay? And <laughs> people, I'm, I'm sure it does happen to you too, believers of all kinds. <laughs> you're, you're a big hardcore Skeptic atheist, so maybe people are a bit em- embarrassed with you, okay. you know. But but with me, uh, my beliefs are out there. People people know what, but but people right. will come and talk to me. Right. Um, and pe- people, uh, they they'll say they'll say things to me like, "Oh, have you heard what has come out? Uh, the earrings, the thing, the that." And then when you come down to the specific questions. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, it's there's no there there, right? Yeah, yeah. 
that's the thing. And it, it's it's worse than this. So and and I, I didn't even get into the narrative, the movie. So basically, a UFO story. Mm-hmm. You have a very specific story narrative. Mm-hmm. The sightings, and then there's the testimonies. Sometimes there's the men in black, even. Yeah. So so there will be some kind of government presence. Okay. There will be a report. Now the report will be lost. That does, that does happen a lot of times. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or some kind of guy will say, don't talk about this. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's never clear. It, it, it's never clear. Uh, well, first of all, you can never verify that. Mm-hmm. And second of all, um, there's, there's a real point where I think we can have like a, a maybe a budding of a conspiracy. And this is the misinformation. It, I am for me. Um, I, if you go back to those Pentagon UFO thingy, okay, that 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 went out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So there was a big article in the New York Times, yeah. and you had three what they call the Pentagon UFOs. Yeah, the TikTok or not not TikTok. The yeah, TikTok. yeah, the TikTok. Yeah, the TikTok UFO exactly. <laughs> it was dancing in a circle on TikTok. <laughs> No, it's the Tic Tac UFOs, and there's like the marine ones. So I went over this. I'm still curious. You, know, I'm not a believer, but I want to know. Well, where, where's that come from? And basically, these look like either some kind of video bug, some weird info. So they're basically regular video that look weird. Okay, right, but. But the, the, the Navy, the Pentagon, did confirm to the media that this was genuine footage. Right. And that's weird to me because that doesn't mean those are UFOs or aliens or anything. That just means the Navy says, yes, this is real footage that was taken of our ships or from our, our jets, for example. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, I'm not saying they're purposely letting uh, misinformation go wild in the public, but this has been known to happen, though. Mm-hmm. So basically what's being said is that some part of maybe the defense uh, department doesn't care about having these stories and narratives out. Right. And so maybe that's maybe that's a real conspiracy, and it it could be for budget reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we have flying crafts, random things flying in the sky, well, maybe you need you need you need a, a navy mm-hmm. to, to spot them. I don't know. It makes people speak about the army too. So the the, the navy, the army was in the news, right? Right. And and also uh, there's believers in the government. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so 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 that that was it. That was it. And after that, there was the whole Bayesian calculus. Right, right. So this is when you understand a little bit uh, later on in your life how freaking big the space spaces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So that means uh, that means that when you know a little bit more about 
uh, the laws of physics and uh, the enorm just the enormity of space. Right. Even uh, what we call the prior probability right. of UFOs being here, okay, becomes very low in itself. Right? Yeah. So 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 when we take this into account, the whole phenomenon become becomes basically impossible. If you know what I mean. So that's yeah. not something I was necessarily aware of when I was younger, younger and still a little bit into, into, you know, funny, funny paranormal stuff. Right, right. But, but, but right now, but, but this was, this was known. Of course, this was known at the time. <laughs> and this is a big problem. Uh, this is a very big problem for UFO proponents or believers. They can't actually explain how the UFOs got here. Right. <laughs> okay. And I've had people, because, okay, let's say, you, let's say you want to be real out there, okay? Mm-hmm. How'd they get here? Uh, well, uh, they teleported here. Interdimensional. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. But if you go there, you're, you're more into magic than the paranormal at this yeah. point. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so 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 that's about it. And I do have I do have people that are curious that come to talk to me about this. Um, I, I talk to you about this. It's right. it's it's a it's it's still a it, it's a fun subject. Yeah. It it does intertwine science right. and physics and astronomy. I, I mean, my my previous conversation with the with, with the uh, the the. Uh, the fellowship of the the rings um yeah the other canadian, uh, canadian yeah 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 ne- the, we'll have the uh the uh, return of the king uh canadian next time but the fellowship of the rings king uh, jeff, yeah, jeff, yeah. jeff dupuis he uh I, I never really thought of it but but you know where he sort of raised a point it's like you know um you've got people who just believe in these sea monsters and it, there's a whole i mean it's 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 mystical and it's magical and then you're trying to replace that belief with a, with a log right you know <laughs> you know and it's like no it's just a log you know and it's <laughs> you I, I mean how do you yeah, right, how do you replace exactly you know, there's the space brothers out there and they're here to bring us free yeah. energy and yeah. and yeah. you know yeah. You know, you'll be able to own two cats and they'll never fight because the space brothers will help you. You know, like 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 just everything that could ever possibly need fixing the space brothers. And I think yeah. in our generation, yeah. the environmental disaster in yeah, the state exactly. of the planet is 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 a big part of uh you know, this is like could be seen as an escape hatch. Exactly. And how do you replace that with mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. look, look, it's just it's just Mm-hmm. You, ju- you just saw Venus, man. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, it's just people retelling stories that come to us from science fiction magazines from the yeah, 40s. yeah, like exactly, God. exactly. Movies, movies. Yeah. At some point, um, we see a spike and a correlation yeah. that is that that you can basically pinpoint. Directly to cultural products yeah. that come in the market. Uh, the I'm thinking about the uh, the Barney and Betty Hill, which was one of the first like UFO kidnapping mm-hmm. thing. Okay, and when a big movie 
a big book, especially, <laughs> comes out. This has been proven. You have the, the UFOs uh, reports flare, flaring up. Yeah. Which, well, Blake, Blake, Blake Smith on Monster Talk, he, he's made the yeah. point a couple of times that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like like the whole uh, Nessie image of the, the police officer with the swan neck. I just heard that yeah. today on your podcast. Yeah. Exactly. That was, that was not reported really until it was first seen in um, uh, the original King Kong movie where it featured that, you know, plesiosaur with a kind of the swan neck and then suddenly that became the that's funny yeah uh, well, we have we have a, dir- a direct um uh, a direct con- concordance with the roswell thing yeah. roswell wasn't talked about until like now i want to say 72 when a big book about it came yeah. out yeah so it happened in 1947 mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken um but this wasn't in the culture until a few big books about it came out. And this was really surprising uh, for me when, when I, I actually learned about this. So the, the cultural contagion is a super big part of of the thing. Well, it's like the, the Aurora, Aurora, Texas. There was like, Back in the end of the nineteenth yep. century, the it was it was it was a hoax. It was a hoax. Like, yeah. like newspapers just used to run joke articles. And yeah. so, so this local this guy, this local in Aurora, Texas, yeah, yeah. he just wrote this joke yeah. article about, you know, uh, yeah. uh, an airship crashing and a no. Venus on it. And he names names. Yeah. And so the town drunk he calls an astro- he identifies him as an astronomy expert, which is hilarious okay. because if you think about it, you you know, the town drunk is on his back a lot, looking up at the sky. Yep. He's going to be a real expert on what's in the sky. And and so anybody who read that article, especially when the Aurora Texas got the joke, the, yeah. oh, that's the town drunk, ha ha. You know, the judge, you know, you know, how to windmill, he did it, ha ha. But I mean, you know, now more than 100 years later, it is like people really believe it was an early UFO crash. And mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. are intractable. They will not. You're like, no, yeah. like, this guy wrote. You you cannot well, persuade them. At this point, it, it's historical scripture. Okay, yeah, exactly. It's a it, it's 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 lore. Yeah. And R- R- Rosewell is definitely a lore. Yes, exactly. it's a it's a it's a part of the lore. And if we quickly go go back to to what I said about mm-hmm. the the bias in the evidence. Everything that's happened in the Roswell story. So, so if you remember, some kind of craft crashed in a farmer's field in New Mexico. Okay. And this actually happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, The farmer called the local police and something was recovered Mm -hmm. and was taken on trucks. A deposition was made by the local police officer. And then an article was written and some rich retractions were made in the media. Mm-hmm. Okay. And all of the little evidence um, items of this can be interpreted in a, in a conspiratorial way. For mm-hmm. example, w- w- for example, the first lieutenant, the police that made this deposition mm-hmm. was a little bit of a crank yeah. and he just went out and said, a spacecraft crashed. Okay. Yeah. Um. He he did believe. He did believe. He did actually. He didn't know what he was saying. Really. Mm-hmm. He just made a declaration. Right. 
after that, um, uh, denials were made by uh, the authorities. Yeah. Okay. And those denials took the form of the famous weather balloon story. Yeah. But here's the thing. Uh, the, the actual craft was actually a kind of weather balloon. Okay. Yeah. But it was a secret weather balloon that was a little bit bigger. Yeah. And that was actually used to spy on eventual Russian nuclear explosion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We know about that, okay? Yeah, yeah. So, so authorities were happy to have a level of confusion in this. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Right? Uh, you, you let run wild the idea that, well, maybe, maybe it's a flying saucer, okay? And it all looks super suspicious. And then there's the government there, and then there's this lieutenant that is being silenced after. But behind this superficial uh, conspiracy is actually a story about a very special balloon that you don't exactly want to, that the real purpose to get out. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this balloon was actually made of wood and yeah. mylar, yeah. which well, well, the wood doesn't sound super alien as, mm -hmm. as a material. However, the, the, uh, the reflective miler, mm -hmm. a little bit more, mm -hmm. it's a super big balloon and it looks like something did crash, right? Yeah. Yeah. There is, a, there is uh, a backbone of reality to this. Mm -hmm. Now, when you take the recovered little pieces, mm -hmm. okay, this balloon was actually strapped together with balsa wood yeah. and some small piece of tape that were actually used for miniatures, kind of obvious stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this sticky tape was known to have motifs right, in right, them, right, which yeah. was like little, they're like little designs. Mm -hmm, yeah. And when someone looked at them, uh, someone who doesn't know anything ab ab about this, just, you know, general onlooker, yeah. it did look like hieroglyphics. Yeah. So there was alien, there was alien script on this. Exactly. Okay. Or what, what looked like it. Well, what I love about the idea, like, like hieroglyphs are, are an incredibly inefficient way to <laughs> to write a language, you know. They are, <laughs> you know. And, and I mean, just look at Chinese, even right. right? You, know, you would think a super advanced yeah. race would have somehow figured out a way to transition from, you know, yeah. one picture Pictures. for every word to 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 something between bits and letters, you know. Exactly, exactly. It's like 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 the Koreans figured this out centuries yeah. ago. Let's exactly. get rid of the Chinese characters. Yeah. Hungle, let's just keep putting <laughs> sticks around a box. Boom, we got a we got a letter system. You know, like their case a number of years ago. And it was just it was it was a hoax, just just like a rubber Bigfoot suit. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and people like to put, well, one of those guys is a cop. Well, you yeah. think he would jeopardize a whole cop career? Like yeah, what? And, yeah. and he got yeah. fired. And, you know. <laughs> uh, and actually, um, there is a senator in Utah, I think. Right. Uh, there was, there's, there's a few of those. There's one of them that believes in um, 
dietary supplements. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So these basically have no science behind them. Right, yeah. But all you need is one or two senators that, that goes out and legislates uh, the possibility to simply sell stuff. He's not a specialist. He believes in it. Okay. Yep. Is that is that more irrational than Mormonism? Just between me and you, <laughs> it's all the same. It's 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 a religious belief. I mean, you know, the, I mean, as we say, you know, I mean, you, you, ufology, right? It's 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 kind of a new yeah. religious belief for somebody. It it, it for, yes for some people. Yeah, it it, it, it does take the place. It 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 is um it is a it could be it can be a system. It is a belief. It's something that is cherished by people. So, so yeah, at this point, I, I would say it's uh And for me, if, if this was li- this was the last remnant of uh, this, let's call it spirituality. Yeah, I, I mean, as the, the, Jerry Drake also mm-hmm. he made the point too. It's like yeah, people. Mm-hmm. It, it is natural for people want to reach out and. Find the greater self and the right. touch, touch the divine, and and mm-hmm. and yeah, and you know, and and you you know, you've been through religion, and that didn't work, and 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 and, and these these systems replace that. That I always sort of say, like the mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, atheist community, we're always like, oh, you know, like you know, forty percent of people are now are nuns, and like you yeah. know, and, and I'm like, well, no, 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 no. Just because you're not you're not going to a church doesn't mean you know you, you're not about to trade that magical system for a new magical system. You know, you know they will f- move on to spiritualism or QAnon or you know like new new age. Like like they will. The majority of nuns will not become rational. Nope. They're not. Stuff. They're not rationalists, <laughs> secularist, hardcore atheists. Eh? I like you and me. Yeah. Um. They're but, but but that's where it's a problem, because this whole conspiracy hole, okay, as a way to causally connect things um, that are that are aren't actually connected. Yeah, this is what a conspiracy is, right? Yes. They're false connection. So if we, <laughs> I I do see and and there. There, there, there are correlations between the level of religiosity and the involvement into actual um, deep and we can't call them antisocial conspiracies. Right. This is this is really something that uh, we've been seeing a lot, and that is super. Uh, that's upsetting. So that's why maybe say, that's, yeah maybe that's why there's a big gap after yeah. 20, 2016. Yeah. Uh you know something happened back in 2016. <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of anything. Uh, yeah. There's a pretty big gap in you know uh my 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 podcast outputting because it was like I say it was you know it was I went into a funk after that and and it, Oh really uh, yeah. you know what I get you I Man, I get you. I 
I actually had the same issue. Yeah. Um, and as Canadian, we were a little bit more protected. We were, we were a little bit protected yeah. from that whole thing. Imagine, so I'm sorry for our American friends listening, <laughs> but imagine for Americans, okay? This is a shock. Yeah. This is a shock. And we don't have a lot of Trumpists here. I don't know in your parts of the woods, okay? We don't have a lot of them, but there's a definite troll mentality that has emerged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this it, the, uh, this troll mentality it is connected with conspiracy. Trumpism yeah. is basically end in end with with conspiracy, yeah. and the real mean streak of of trolling. Yeah. Um, so our our whole internet life was uh, was really upside down. I would say, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, we might be another four years of it. So, <laughs> and and then even in Canada, uh, you know, the uh, yeah. uh, the guy who runs our Conservative Party is uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a bit of a. Uh, a uh, what's it, Donny? Donny two scoops light. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, maybe Ontarians will have to go come and take refuge in Quebec, just like Americans want to go up north in Canada. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Cold day in hell, probably go the Quebecois uh, vote. Uh, vote. Yeah, Mulroney was a Mulroney was a bit of a. Yeah, it was a Quebecer. Trudeau also Trudeau father. Yeah, yeah, but. But you know, Quebec voting for a conservative party—it's a—it's uh, a—that's ah. a—that's a—that's that's that's you need a lot of things to align to get yeah. to win Quebec, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we can be maybe the last, uh, uh, the last stand of uh, of sanity, you know, <laughs> that keeps us in that good old, good old liberal with a big L <laughs> mentality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey? <laughs> all right maybe we could we could wrap up if you want and, and excellent uh, great okay yeah. i was really happy to talk to you carl and uh i'll, I'll, I'll be following your your podcast uh no, no, which, yeah, uh, no which i love a lot i'm i'm not i'm not exactly 100 percent um back on the backlog okay yeah. but i am getting there and i will uh message you and i'll message you uh ideas accolades and uh, of course, uh, your well-known Patreon subscription. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have a Patreon subscription. You can, you can you can buy my book though, but I always like to oh, say, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, and I'm you have pop- a second one also, right? Yeah, I've got a Coming second. Up. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's, out, it's out. It's out now. The uh, conspiracy skeptics uh, book of lists versus the skeptics book of lists. This one focuses oh. more on conspiracies. Again, available on Amazon. Uh, but but yeah, nice. but like I say, I'm the podcast that wants nothing. So don't feel compelled to buy my book but if you know uh-huh. if you kind of if you if you're in need it's a bathroom reader that's if, if you're in need straight of- in my bag and <laughs> right now i'm needing some list and i'm needing some more conspiracy skeptics it's out there but yeah, my my final I, I haven't asked my final question in a while but uh i'll, I'll ask you oh not uh, the beer one there was it no no it's a uh, um if uh you know someone if you're out of, if you're out at a conference, skeptical conference, something, and and someone's yeah. like, hey, "Oh, I heard you're a conspiracy skeptic. Let me buy you a beer, yes, uh, or let me buy you a beverage. What would what would what would what should they buy you? 
Um, well, it's it's the day we're at a conspiracy uh, conference. Let's have a big coffee together. Okay, a coffee. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, fantastic. That sounds good. And uh, would you uh, smoke meat? You uh, you because because someone buy you some smoke meat or uh, poutine? Oh, oh, do you, wow. do you have a La Belle Provence there? I do have a, a Belle Provence, and actually, Belle Provence is known to have the best poutine around. Yeah, sorry, not poutine, but uh, uh, steamies. Sorry, Belle Provence steamies. is kind of a yes. a bit of a think of not Quebec McDonald's, but yeah, maybe, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, Quebec Jack it's in a, the Box, like kind of, yeah. not, a, a tear down from something as classy as McDonald's. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Well, that all depends on you, you uh, Carl, because between you and me. Right. Be- between the the the, uh, the juggernaut that is McDonald's yeah. and the mom and pop shop that is Label Province, I'm going with Label Province any right. time of the okay, day. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but, but they make a. Uh, 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 I, I enjoy their steamies. Well, I mean Montreal Pool Room, of course, you can get to it. Get your yeah. steamies there, but yeah. Um, yeah, a, a steamy is basically a. It, it, uh, it has a number of features, and they all yeah. have to be present. So it's a hot dog, but the the bun and the hot dog are steamed. So if you, the and, the bun and the other, okay, that's yeah. special. Yeah. Okay. So stay, so stay with me, and then and yeah. then it's covered with like mustard and usually like onions, cabbage, um, and that's all great. But but the key is <laughs> it's cheap. It's like seventy five cents, like a box. sounds decadent a little bit. Yes, and so um, they they have uh, tried to import the steamy culture into the Toronto area, but of course right. you know, they want like you know twelve dollars for yeah. a steamy. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but they, but they have poutine now in like in the prairies and stuff. That's what yeah. I hear, and but, they don't yeah. respect our poutine. They no. put like random shredded cheese in there. I know that's I know. like a, a sacrilegious. <laughs> I know it's, it's price too. It, you cannot. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 after bar food. It's just cheap. It's greasy, and exactly. don't try it. it. It's like I don't know if you um, bun mi is a Vietnamese sandwich, right? Yeah, I love bun yeah. mi. Those are great, it's, exactly. But it's but like those are very classy, and the ingredients are top notch. Exactly. It's not, uh, it's not yeah. exactly a fast food. Yeah, but it's but the key is it's also cheap food. It's like it is. Go, it is. It's like it's like three bucks or something. I it used to be yes. Before, yeah. Before, yes. It, yes. Exactly. But then now there are places that are like trying to make you pay. Well, we we got we got you know we got uh, you know we got like uh, you know wagyu beef now. It's okay. Like, no, <laughs> I I don't want to pay nineteen dollars for a bun me. Yeah. I want to pay three dollars, <laughs> and you know. Gotta be exactly. made by a Vietnamese woman who's sixty years old and has a bad perm, and that is that is <laughs> done. I don't care that you're wearing a leather jacket, you know, behind. Well, that's great. Yeah, good, good. All right, all right. So yeah, I, 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 I we next time I'm I'm, I'm Montreal, we'll, we'll we'll sit down oh, over yeah. some steamies. <laughs> show me your best band, me. I show me your best poutine, man. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Excellent. All right. Have a good evening. Very happy to talk to you, Carl. Okay. Bye-bye. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
cigarettes and cocktail gloves and strapless dress. 